and welcome back to another episode of Artist Avenue. Today I am thrilled to be joined by the beautiful Sarah Day. Sarah graduated from the Arts Educational Schools in London with a BA degree in Musical Theatre. She also has her own film production company called Day by Day Productions, where she writes, directs and produces short films. Her recent film, Mindful, was shortlisted for a Mental Health and Wellness Award by the AHRC. Without further ado, let's dive into Sarah's beautifully unique journey throughout the creative arts. Enjoy the episode! Uh, so yeah, I'm Sarah Day. I am an actor, writer, jack-of-all-trades kind of thing. Um, I create showreels for actors, uh, so write their scripts, find their locations, cast their scene partners, and then I also work with um, showreel companies and get them filmed. Yeah, that's me. Great. Oh, I trained... I trained at Arts Ed, um, so I'm an actor as well. Mm-hmm. I trained at Arts Ed in musical theatre for three years. And um, in terms of acting, I've done some lovely jobs. So I did the Calendar Girls musical, uh, the original cast for that, uh, Singing in the Rain at Pitlock Cree Festival Theatre, and Annie Get Your Gun at the Union, some lovely stuff, and then also some screen stuff and some of my own films as well. So. That's amazing. So take us back to the beginning of your journey, your once upon a time. How did you start out in this industry? Yeah, so um, I was thinking about this. Um, When I was, so I I was born in Essex, although you probably can't tell from my accent because I'm northern now. (laughs) Um, So I was born in Essex and I remember being about five years old and I was like in prep and I went to the uh, the librarian there I said how do the people on tv like know what to say how do they I don't get it like how do they know um and she said well they have lines and they go off by a script and I was like what's a script and so she gave me these like easy read scripts of like kids um stories and one of them was the hare and the tortoise and I went I'm doing that one so (laughs) five-year-old me read it cast her friends found their costumes, directed it, (laughs) and then we put it on as a show and tell for our year. Um, I'm not kidding, I was five, and I look back and I'm like, ah, (laughs) I was um, just as keen then. And then, so basically my dad got a job up north, so we ended up moving up north, hence the northern accent now. (laughs) Um, And I remember starting this new school and my timetable said drama on it, and I, you know you're six I was six then I was like I've never seen this word before what is drama and it was just like playing games in class and I was like this is great I love (laughs) this class and then um, it just sort of spiraled from there I just started doing lots of private acting and then I joined a Saturday school called Nesb School of Speech and Drama um, which was literally like a family to me and I did that all the way up to 18 where I you know did my A-levels in like performing arts, they studies, dance, and then just auditioned for drama school um, and got into arts ed, went there, and it kind of just went from there. So I just thank this like five-year-old self <laughs> to be so inquisitive. That's how it started. <laughs> no, that's great. It's also great that they had drama on the school timetable. Like, you know, don't see that that often, I think. So I went really cool. to, yeah, I went to a really lovely school and I have my parents to thank for that. And yeah, so there was loads of music there. You know, you put a musical on every year and I just absolutely loved it. And um, and I teach in schools now, hopefully giving that same inspiration that I had 
And I just really hope they continue that with our curriculum because I'm hearing some horrible things that they're getting rid of them. And mm. it's so important. It's so important. So it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's that thing, that element of play that you talked about that. Yeah. 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 I'm actually seeing a lot of that at the moment just to um, go off on a tangent. Um, like when I've set off some of my kids, I've been like helping out with summer camps and stuff. And I've been like, cool, so we're going to do an improvisation. You can make a story, you can make your characters. And they really, they have no idea what to do. And they, they're like, can I do this? Am I allowed to do this? And I, I honestly, I put it down to things like, you know, tablets and stuff. Um, they just don't know how to use their imaginations anymore, which is really sad. So I'm like, please get rid of them. Please use your imagination. Go out and climb a tree. Like, <laughs> yeah. And how was your journey auditioning for colleges and drama school back then? So I was really keen. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I'm sensing like a theme here, but uh, drama school applications opened in like the November of the year that I started auditioning. And I had sent my applications in September and I got emails back from everyone going, you're too early, but thanks. I'm like, okay, cool. So I got into like the first auditions for every school in that year. And I was so naive. I had no idea what to do. And Arts Ed was actually my first audition. And um, I remember everyone being so like glam and dressed up. And I was just sort of like in this leotard, like not knowing, having a clue what to do. But I just had fun. And um, I actually got onto the waiting list um, straight away because they were like, it's your it's like the first auditions of the year. So we need to see like who else we've got coming in. So um, I didn't get into, uh, I got into like one other, but the big schools and stuff I didn't get into. And so nine months went on and I hadn't heard from Arts Ed and I was really down. I got like pretty stressed about it and sick. And that's my one advice for anyone auditioning for drama schools is like, it's not the end of the world if you don't get in. But I kept calling up Arts Ed every month going, hey, Sarah, like, any room on the list? Like, can I come in? To the point that, like, the office staff knew me by first name. <laughs> um, yeah, but the one time that um, I actually applied for the foundation course, and it was my audition was on the Monday, and I was going down that weekend, and on the Friday, I was packing my bag. And suddenly, I got this call, and it was Arts Ed calling me this time, offering me um, a place and I just cried and cried and I was like but I've got my foundation audition on Monday and they're like well you don't have to go to that <laughs> um but yeah it was um quite a journey of my auditions but yeah oh, that's such a cute story but it is true when you are on the waiting list I, I did the same with Centra I was calling them up like every month because it's some somehow we're like I want to know like just so yeah. I can plan don't as forget well about me yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, that is so cute. Assistance, like, sometimes works. <laughs> like, don't yeah. be annoying about it, but, like, just a friendly hello. <laughs> just month. call every month. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And how was your experience in drama school? How did you find that coming into, into it from, like, a normal school, essentially? So, yeah, it's a big shock to the system because you're you know, you're in at quarter to eight every day and you're not leaving, well, you don't finish class until six and then normally you're rehearsing until about 10. So it's, it is full on, but I, that's what I loved about it. Like mm -hmm. I don't do anything half-hearted. So I was like, yes, this is my thing. And I always like look back fondly on my second year, especially because oh, this sounds really weird. You were assessed every week and I really enjoyed that. Like I love like progressing mm -hmm. and seeing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was tough, but you know, 
and there were some horrible moments as well so it wasn't all like sprinkles and fairy dust but you know it got me to where I am now and I'm happy with that so yeah I think it's the nature of training as well like if it's just all good then you won't learn exactly yeah. so and you'll be sort of spat out into the industry expecting all good and it's definitely not that so um yeah it's tough they're tough on you um mm-hmm. but it's you know I obviously enjoyed it because I, I teach art ed now myself so I teach on like the Saturday schools and the uh, summer schools and that so um yeah still still love it <laughs> still part of it <laughs> yeah exactly. and going on to your graduating life and graduating journey how was that when you finished and you got out into the big world did you feel prepared I don't think you can ever feel prepared like no matter how much <laughs> drama school tries to prepare you like you just you know I mean this year graduates can probably you know vouch for that you you expect to go into the world in the audition and have all the auditions every single week and it's like it's just not like that yeah. um but again I just hustled you know, my first job came about because uh, Chris Hocking, who's the principal of ArtsEd, emailed us going, this show is looking for some performers. And I emailed and I auditioned and I literally like, so I finished ArtsEd on the Friday and I started rehearsals on the Monday. And that's just from hustling, like, mm-hmm. and, and just being, just being prepared, I guess, like a bit of luck. Um, so yeah, and then my first like big job was um, the girls musical which I could not believe <laughs> my luck um, because again, that was another strange like process. Like I auditioned, didn't get called back and then, and was told like that was, that had passed and I was gutted because like, they were looking for a northerner my age. I was like, come on, that was literally me. And then I didn't get it. And then a couple of weeks later, my agent called me saying they wanted to see me again. And it just, you know, went on from there. And I couldn't believe like, I was going to be in a room with like my idol. So like Claire Moore, who is now like a mum to me, like I just love it a bit. And, and Joe Riding, I'd just um, seen her a couple of years before in Pajama Game. I couldn't believe I was going to be in a room with them. And Harriet Thorpe as well, who actually taught me at Art said like Sarah Kesselman, Viv Perry, oh, everyone. Like I just <laughs> couldn't believe it. And Gary Barlow as well, working with him. Like that's of really course. cool. So, and it was lovely because we opened um, in Leeds and I'm from Harrogate, so... I could be at home and um, so that was lovely to go home for a bit so yeah I learned a lot on that job and again it's not all you know it's not like oh you get your first job and everything's like smooth it was a brand new show so there was rehearsals every single day even when we opened and um, I just learned a lot in that first job it was great yeah I think it's also that all jobs are different um, Mm. because my first actual job was called Sincerely Yours and it was a fringe show and it was, you know, rehearsed for a week and a half and then we're open. Whereas then the fast forward a month later and suddenly it's a three month like rehearsal process and then you're still rehearsing throughout opening and then you change venue where there's new rewrites after Christmas and it's like, it doesn't stop. And I just think no job is the same ever. Yeah, very true. But that's the exciting thing about our industry and like, what we do I think people who come in they don't like to have too much structure in a way like they like to have it like structured but also have new adventures every now and then so that's and it's different with each cast like you just got to read the room like and different performers you know work in different ways and as long as you respect that and you know you do your own thing as well you know get your own thing from it and also I think the main thing to me is to 
and it's even now I have to remind myself whenever I'm in a job is to just enjoy that job and stop thinking about the next one like just be in the moment <laughs> yeah no that's really yeah. true I think we forget that I do a lot of the times I was like what am I going to do next week <laughs> mm, yeah no just be in the moment and mm-hmm. you'll end up learning more and enjoying it and then on to day by day productions do you want to tell us a bit about what day by day productions is and what you do yeah so day by day productions came about because in third year we did some tv and film um, and when you're training on musical theater that's quite rare and i just fell in love with it i was like oh my god i should have done this for three years instead <laughs> um and i loved it i came out of drama school and i was like i need a show reel um so someone introduced me to will from selftape.co.uk and he kind of explained the process and back then it was a lot different to what it is now and so I picked a couple of scenes that I was going to do and then I wanted a comedy and I couldn't think of one so I wrote myself one and I booked out Sainsbury's and (laughs) filmed it and you know it's back to that five-year-old girl again like I just got everything organized and it went really well and I really enjoyed it and Will just said to me like you're really organized business is going upwards and I need some help so he brought me on board to do locations scripts um you know casting scene Mm -hmm. partners and stuff and so I do that now under day-by-day productions and um different showreel companies come to me and um I sort of act as producer I guess on the showreels for them and um and I've been doing that for like four years now which has been pretty cool yeah there's just so much in my brain right now to talk about um but what I really love is like helping actors who were like me who want to get on their first screen job and just helping them explore the things that they can do and writing those scenes for them which I think I've written about 400 right now you're so (laughs) good at writing them I I love them when I got mine through I was like yes and I still play around with them actually oh that's good to know yeah yeah I just yeah I mean it was great working with you and I love working with so many different people from all different countries as well like that's been really fun and one of my best things to do is like turn on my tv and I see one of my clients on there in like a professional job and I'm like oh I made their (laughs) showreel like that's cool um so yeah that means that's a lot that means a lot to me um but also on the side I make my own films um under day by day productions um so I write them I yeah I just produce it for them all sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm in them sometimes I'm not uh, (laughs) My most recent one was called Mind Equals Full and it explored uh, the voice inside our head. So it called it Kathy. And um, it was all about mental health and mental health awareness and how your thoughts are not you. That was the main like um, theme of it, that you can create these thoughts in your head and you start to believe them and they can be really destructive. And it's about understanding that there's just something you've created and you can shut them up. So Mm -hmm. with that, I raised money for Industry Minds, which is um, to raise money and support creative artists in our industry who can't afford like therapy sessions or any or mentoring or anything. And and the money went towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then it got nominated for an award by the AHRC, which is really cool. So we got to go to um, South Bank and watch a bit of it on the big screen. So that was amazing. Yeah, it was great. And we had Ella Gilling, who's um, quite a big actress. And she, yeah, she's been incredible. She's a real 
advocate for like mental health and stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great little team that we had yeah I think it's really important we're known as performers to be all like happy clappy and Mm -hmm. like jazz hands and actually (laughs) like we're humans like so true you know and I think also something that was also really told at drama school is to like you know um be serving of others always like serving of others so and we forget about ourselves um so I think that's really important yeah, and we need to take care of ourselves first because otherwise we can't serve anyone else. We can't function properly then, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, you can't create. So, and that's so all true. Us, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when you, when you write a script, what are your top three tips? What is the top three things that you think makes a good script? So I think it depends what it's for. If it's mm-hmm. for someone's showreel, like my main thing is branding. So like, it's all about that. If you've got the right headshot and your showreel needs to match, there's no point like having a really, really serious headshot and going for those sort of characters. And then your first showreel scene to be like a comedy goofy character. Cause as, if someone doesn't know you, like a casting director doesn't know you and just wants to like check your spotlight out or whatever, they'd be like, well, who is this person? So keep it simple is my main one, I think you can really like go off on a tangent and try and have the most interesting script, but the most interesting location. And it's like, Oh, it's really like, you've just got to be really simple and just go, this is me. Um, this is what I can do now and what I can realistically play now. Like we all want to play wonder woman. Um, but maybe <laughs> right now we need to like for your first screen job, go for something more realistic. Um, so that's it. Keep it simple and realistic. Um, think about branding and I don't know, third one, make sure you enjoy, you enjoy it. Like there's no Uh point like doing a character that actually you wouldn't enjoy playing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's it. What do you think makes day by day production so unique and special? I think in terms of like a showreel point of view, it's that all scenes are like bespoke and totally written with that actor in mind. So I don't have like a library of, well, I have a library of scripts, but I don't let anyone see them. Like (laughs) it's not like someone goes to me I need a comedy scene and I send them all the comedy scripts I've ever written because I don't think that aids you as an actor at all and Mm -hmm. I've found sometimes if I'm casting stuff people send me their showreels and I see the same scene a few times and I'm like this is weird like it just screams to me that it's not original whereas I try and make these scripts look like they've come out of something so, and I think that's from being an actor as well. I make sure there's always a through line, the characters come from somewhere and it's going somewhere. Um, and that's what I try and aim for. I try and aim to look like it's come out of like a BBC drama. So it doesn't yeah. feel like a standalone showreel script. Um, and with that, I get some actors that are like, can I have a backstory, like more info, more info. And I'm like, but you get to create and play and you can, you know, you get to do whatever you want, but it's fine. I'll give you a backstory like, and I'll create that with you. I'm ha- totally happy to do that and help. Um, but yeah I think that's it is that it's totally tailored to that one actor and that's it yeah and I think that's important what would you think is the biggest difference between screen acting and stage acting because you've obviously done both and now you're directing a lot of a lot of screen acting as well what do you think is the main difference or best advice to give to people who are switching between both as well I think like I don't think there's a huge difference in terms of like character preparation. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you've done your character preparation, like it's all, you know, it should all be there, um, whatever works for you. I think in terms of, I mean, it's 
it's the same. You've, you've got so many different styles on stage. So like you wouldn't go for a panto job or be in a panto and do the same style of acting as you would, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something. I can't even <laughs> think of a, a play right now. I've, got, I've gone blank. Um, that's terrible. But like you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, I mean, even just a musical, I wouldn't go into a Wicked audition with the same energy and the same character as I would a pantom audition because they're different styles and it doesn't mean anyone's wrong or right. It's just they're different styles. And it's the same with TV and film. Like you wouldn't go in for a, a primetime drama audition the same way that you would, again, a comedy because they're just totally different. And so I think as long as you've got like the character basis and like the truthfulness from that, then the difference is only just understanding the styles of what you're going for. Obviously on screen, like it's a smaller performance because the camera is literally right there. Whereas <laughs> the audience for, for stage is like huge. Um, I just realized we're on a podcast. So you can't see what I'm actually doing <laughs> with my hand. Um, but um, so I think as long as you're understanding that where the audience is, is different and you adapt your, you know, performance for that and it's the same even when you're on set and it's different you know it's going to be different whether it's a close-up or a wide like mm -hmm. you just have to understand what to do technically with your face on like in those situations if you can get that then you know you're onto a winner you can do anything but I, I don't like this whole thought of oh musical theatre people can't you know be on yeah. screen I just think well no that's not necessarily true actually like we're very good at taking direction because we had literally got that drilled into us from drama school <laughs> um, and we can hit those beats because that's what we're used to doing musically. So yeah, I think my advice is just understand your audience where they are. And if you're on screen, understanding your, you know, frame size. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and long winded answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> And in your opinion, what unites us as creatives? Um, I think what unites us as creatives is things like what's just happened now with Corona, is the fact that we're probably one of the hardest hit industries and yet we're still creating. Mm -hmm. And yes, when we're still finding it difficult. We're not going, oh, this is fine. Um, but we're still going and we're still creating. And I think that is incredible. And I think what in like makes us creatives is just seeing the world through our eyes, understanding it, wanting to make that, whether it's into a character or show that in a script or show that on screen, like that, you know, understanding the world through our eyes and then also understanding it through maybe someone else's eyes and, and tr translating that and um, trying to tell our story and tell their story and, uh, and stuff like that. I think that unites us. We, we watch the world differently to other people. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, we do. And that's beautiful. <laughs> um, what's the biggest thing that you have learned on your journey as a creative? Um, I think the biggest thing is like, don't compare. Because it's so Good easy one. to compare to other actors and go, well, they're in a job. So them being in a job and me not being in a job makes me rubbish and it's not the case like just because someone else has got a job doesn't take anything away from you um just celebrate that send some positivity out in the world and hopefully it'll come back to you but like if you just um yeah I think that's it don't compare and persevere like things get really tough and you know as long as you keep going 
you know keep looking after yourself if you need to take like some time out of the industry to like look at your mental health and stuff and like help yourself that way absolutely great you'll come back stronger like don't keep going and make yourself ill that's what I think is really important come back fresh you know the industry is always going to be there despite what's happening right now it's always <laughs> going to be there and people are always going to create so you can dip you know you can take a break and come back yeah yeah no that's really interesting because I think we do I mean I've, I've experienced it as well like there is this fear of like stopping you think like sometimes if I stop now for a year or like a few months and I just don't do auditions but continue training in my own world if I can't train like I like there's this fear of like I don't know if it's like a fear of like you've given up and you're gone. Yeah. 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 The fear of failure. And it's so true. The industry is always there and will always kind of evolve. So there's no shame in taking a break. Yeah, there isn't. And actually it's really good for you. Like Mm. totally. And I I think something like this is like allow people to take a little step back and just, you know, reevaluate what do I actually want? Um, So there's some positives. (laughs) <laughs> yes <going> on. <laughs> always the positives <laughs> what would you say makes you unique as a creative what makes me unique uh I think that I will try and make something out of everything mm-hmm. and like I'll be maybe walking I mean here's a example I was in Budapest in January um, just exploring some castles <laughs> with my boyfriend <laughs> and there was this like plaque that said something about um, I think it was Princess Matilda um, there and I was like oh my god this is a really cool storyline and I want to make that and I want to write that and like my boyfriend's like oh god here we go again you can't just walk <laughs> around a castle you have to like come up with a story for it and it, like I'm always looking for like a story that's it like always looking at how to tell it as well Mm-hmm. even when I'm walking around London I'm like oh this is a great location like snap 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 and, like, <laughs> taking, taking videos like I think that's it and like I try and have like as many strings to my bow as possible um obviously not like the whole jack of all trades or whatever that saying is master of none yeah I try not to be that but like I'm a teacher I'm a writer I'm an actor and a little bit of a producer as well in terms of the locations and everything so like I try and have like a spectrum of things that I can do and it does help because it means that I can make my own stuff and yeah that I think that's what makes me unique is I try and make a story out of everything and try and use anything that I've got in myself like a sponge I squeeze everything (laughs) out that I can try and use to make it I love that that's a beautiful quality (laughs) oh thanks (laughs) um and do you have any last comments or advice that you want to give to the listeners hmm I think just like if they've got any questions like feel free to get in touch I'm Mm -hmm. totally like happy to help even if it's just like you know wanting to see mindful because that's um you know something they're struggling with at the moment I'll send them a link or anything if they want to get in touch uh, my Instagram is uh, day by day productions UK and yeah give me a follow um and then just send me a message any questions any questions about showreel scripts or the industry um please I'm very happy to help yeah where I can <laughs> <laughs> lovely thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your journey Thanks for having me <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Sarah Day Artist Avenue will be back next Wednesday with another exciting interview 
Make sure to hit that subscribe button and also to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the episodes and exciting things happening in the coming few months. Keep spreading the word about Artist Avenue and keep spreading the love. See you soon!